Wednesday, and you know what that means. The new official home of the Shoot Brothers podcast is Wednesday afternoons, baby. Of course, you're listening to Shoot Brothers, the only podcast. It's wrestling related. It's online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Wow. And, uh, you know, the Wednesday night wars are over. You know, the <laughs> NBA playoff basketball is in full effect. NXT has moved over to Tuesday because they were concerned with the real threat to the ratings. And that is our podcast. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the wrestling world has parted ways uh, so we can be the sole bearer. Of this day of the week. This, exactly, they have moved aside, kind of put aside their own differences, and have let us uh, truly reign in the week. Because, yeah, like I said, Dynamite is uh, back on Friday, conflicting with the NBA playoffs. <laughs> and it sort of seems as though, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the teams have moved on to the second round there. It could This could be the case for uh, a while. Yeah, I think at least until through the end of June it's going to happen. I'm sure. I think they announced a Saturday night dynamite coming up for in a couple weeks. So it's going to be like Friday, Friday, Saturday, and then maybe back to Wednesday. And I mean, I guess that's what happens. You know, when you're on TNT, I don't know. Do sports? I don't. I picture sports not on TBS. Or if I do, I picture baseball. Uh, yeah. So I think that's one of the big. That's one of the benefits showing you right away of uh, when they move over to TBS, less uh, preemptions. And I think even though they do play baseball, you get a lot more daytime baseball. So. That old three oh seven start time um, for playoff games. Like, who cares? People are at work. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy that baseball can have games in the middle after of the afternoon, have like half capacity, yet still make billions of dollars just because yeah. of TV rights? So, isn't that <laughs> wild? But they don't even need to fill their fucking stadiums, and they well, still like, make. We gotta bang out 162 of these fucking games every year per team. That's just so many games. Too many. Hot take. Hot take here (laughs) on the podcast. Baseball. You have too many games. Short, less. We need less games. But this isn't a baseball podcast, of course. This is a professional wrestling podcast. uh, And let's get into our professional wrestling week. Let's kick off the week the way we always do with crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. A brand new one-time, uh, t- uh, brand new Tweet of the Week champion. First ever. First ever uh, Tweet of the Week champion. The 77th in the chronology. Oh, okay. uh, There have been 77 Tweet of the Week champions. Isn't that wild? Between 134 shows uh, so that we've done. N- that's pretty, pretty good. Nearly every other episode sees a new... A new champ. It's kind of somebody new of varying degrees. Uh, and sometimes, you know, if, if to, to win this award, you might think to yourself, this needs to be something that you do in the present. Uh, that's not even the case, because this week's Tweet of the Week champion goes to a tweet that uh, came out back in 2020, <laughs> okay. of all things, that the internet has unearthed, where um, uh, our brand new Tweet of the Week champion back in 2020, his name is Braun Strowman. And he tweeted out to the Twitter world, the day I take my wrestling boots off for WWE is the day I stop wrestling. I will not wrestle (laughs) for anyone else. I've been given an opportunity from Vince McMahon and WWE at life that I would have never gotten. I told him a long time ago, the day I take my boots off for you, I'm done. And I mean that. (laughs) Spy, you may have spoken a little too soon on that one, Stromy. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure at the time he meant it, but uh, <laughs> didn't see this. We none of us saw this one coming. I don't so, think anyone. Uh, I don't think any of us saw this coming. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Thankfully, just, I think I don't think that'll be legally binding in a court of law. That tweet. <laughs> a tweet is not legally binding. Braun gets sued because he said he wouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because yeah, we're still. God, did that happen last week? Maybe two weeks ago. So we still have two and a half months of these non-compete clauses uh, to get through. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that uh, this is like our third releasening, uh, we're going to start seeing some people show up. Yeah, still. Maybe even this week. Still no extended news on uh, whether or not WWE is being sold or not. I'm pretty that that news will come out big whenever it does. Uh, yeah, but hot rumors. We don't know. They could have just been hot rumors and Vince wanted to cut loose again. I don't know. Maybe just got, ah, it's, I don't know. Releasing it. Too many. Too many, if you ask me. Too many of them. Uh, but congratulations to Braun Strowman for uh, winning another championship. You know, he is a <laughs> he is a raw tag team champion. He is a universal uh, champion. He is a uh, greatest Royal Rumble champion. That green belt. You know, a highly one time only, one highly sought after. Though you know, he held uh, he held on to that thing for like a thousand days. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Braun Strowman. I've also heard there's a chance that they uh, they just re-sign Braun Strowman to WWE, and they're like, "Ha, huh, now you make less money." Oh, really? They <laughs> let him go. The contract they let him big. go to re-sign him. Because I mean, uh, there there's no guarantees on those contracts in WWE. They can just end them at any time. Yeah, well, kind of. Or I guess they only owe you ninety days worth. And I imagine since <laughs> Braun's been the top, uh, what feels like the top of the main the card for years now. Ever since Bra- Brock Lesnar was the WWE champion, Braun Strowman's been going toe-to-toe with only the champions, kind of. You know, he has a great WrestleMania record. Uh, you know, a battle royal, uh, a raw tag win, a win over Goldberg, a win over Shane McMahon. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure he was making a, a, a decent little coin. Yeah. No, I think I heard that's the that was the biggest factor in letting him go. Yeah. It's the contract size. You know, trying to make the profits look better for the quarter. All that bullshit. All that business mumbo jumbo that this is not a podcast that cares about. This is a podcast that cares about hot, intense (laughs) wrestling. And uh, let's get into our week then, right? Because coming off the heels of not only the first uh, pay-per-view in front of fans in what feels like forever, but also a particularly hot show, Double or Nothing, um, our time was pushed back. So this is actually our kind of comeback show from Double or Nothing because, of course, we're talking about AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite, they coming for you Vince, better watch out, it's too sweet. Hitting those TNT airwaves hot on a Friday night. Um, uh, so yeah, that's about it. We get into the action. What better way, what better way to kick off an, uh, an AEW sh- uh, Dynamite show than with some hot tag team action? That's right. You got Penta, El Zero, Miedo, and Pac taking on Young Bucks in a non-title match here. Um, But before it can even start, I think Frankie Kazarian just comes rolling out and beats up poor Michael Nakazawa. Who's, uh, he never, he never does any wrong. He just hands things to Kenny Omega. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a laptop and that little headset. And he's just handing things. Uh, I guess he's kind of part of, is he a part of me? He's like an unofficial member of the elite. Him and Brandon Cutler. Sitting back there on the <laughs> sidelines. Yeah, they're definitely definitely 
involved in one way or another. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we get to the match, and this was probably, I mean, the, they started at 10 p.m., so I feel they wanted to stack the earlier part of the card, because not everyone's going to stay up till midnight. Do we think this was live, or do we think this was pre-taped? Uh, the wrestling might have been pre-taped. Yeah? Probably. I wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to say. Don't know. Because I think uh, Daly's place was dark by the time this match started, so... Yeah, definitely. Whether but, it was maybe, uh, like, pre-taped at 8 or something, like, they just snuck it in there, but whatever. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good match. Um, at one point, there was, uh, Pac just holds... He spreads Matt's legs apart, and Penta hits a double foot stomp right onto his balls. Right in front of the ref. On the crotch! No, hey, no, DQs, the, uh, no DQs here. I guess. <laughs> in any tag match, there's no rules, and JR will always point it out. Ref! Yeah. Uh, he was getting real pissed on it. It's like, come on now! JR uh, is a stickler. He was a stickler <laughs> at that Double or Nothing match when it was pretty much a 2v1 with uh, yeah. Eddie Kingston on the sideline for the majority of that matchup. But hey, the fan, I didn't care. I mean, I don't care. I did not yet. care one bit. Uh, <laughs> they fight onto the edge of the apron there. And then Penta, both guys hit a big move. Penta hits the big package pile driver. Matt hits a German suplex. Uh, and they go back in the ring. And that idiot Rick Knox gets caught in between everyone. Gets hit in the eye. So he's blind. Uh, so Nick grabs Penta's mask, rips it off, tosses it into the crowd. But Penta was thinking two steps ahead. He had a second mask on underneath. <laughs> second mask. I love a a, a smart babyface move because you just <laughs> yeah. never see it. And it's funny that uh, a, a group called Death Triangle are the ones, uh, you know, getting the hot tag and getting the crowd uh, behind them. Penta's <laughs> feels to be in this match. It really felt like it. Hugh, I mean, he's already insanely over, but he felt like a huge baby face in this matchup. Yeah, who doesn't love him? Everyone, you gotta love Penta. Uh, but that was a great, great scouting there with the second mask. <laughs> uh, Nick was so into it, he didn't even realize. He was just taunting the crowd, like, ha ha, I got your mask. Then he turns around right into a stiff kick in the balls from Penta and another package pile driver, which I think they call something else now. He's got a specific name for it, but it's just a package pack. Oh, okay. Great move. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. The ref recovers. Uh, he tags in Pack, who hits the black arrow, and uh, he's got the match won. But Matt Jackson jumps in at the last second to break up the pin. At two point nine 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 nine. Yeah, uh, perfect time. Oh, I popped. This was wild. <laughs> I this was a big one. Yeah, even though it wasn't for the titles, it was big. It was big. I mean, th that's exactly why. I feel, you know, I feel like this is the time for them to win. <laughs> yeah, so Pac goes up to the top rope once again, but that damn, that damn Brandon Cutler, he just runs in, hits Pac with a camera behind the rest back, and then Jackson stacks him up for the three count. So a good match. You know, he had those shenanigans, but still a lot of fun. And uh, I think the the, uh, the Young Bucks antics might be starting to wear thin on some people. Uh, not me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love everything they're doing. It seems like every single match, too, uh, and we saw it a few times in the Double or Nothing match. Uh, they're, ref they're just being assholes by referencing previous professional wrestling uh, tag teams. And I think that's a great move. It brings them so much heat. I don't think we called it uh, in the last one, but uh, or at the Double or Nothing show. I don't think we noticed, but um, there was one moment where I think... Uh, 
Nick Jackson pulls John Moxley up for a power bomb, and then Matt Jackson gives a big Roman Reigns ooh ah before uh, he kind of assists him <laughs> with the power bomb, doing shit like that. Um, love seeing it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I think at the end, Eddie Kingston comes out to chase them off because they're trying to beat him, beat him down more. Uh, no Moxley because he's gone home to raise his daughter. I guess. Oh yeah, is he uh, in is, real life? Is the kid born? I think though. I think they just had it. Oh, that's so it. nice. That's so nice for that's so nice for the Mox man, <laughs> yeah. uh, being a daddy and everything. And yeah, Eddie Kingston's too popular to let him not be in the spotlight. Yeah. And then at the end, they kind of had, I guess, him, Pack, and Penta had a little bit of a standoff. Like, hey, we were friends, but I don't know. Yeah, then we don't need yeah, <laughs> a little one of those we don't need you type of things. Yeah. And I guess Phoenix, is he hurt right now? Is that why he's been gone for a while? Hmm. Was he on? Like no, he wasn't on the Double or Nothing. He wasn't in that Battle Royal. Yeah, he may be. No, I feel like he's been gone for a little bit. I don't know. I'm speculating. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, uh, then we get Tony Schiavone in the ring to interview the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, who just comes out. No theme music yet. Uh, just kind of cuts a basic promo. I'm happy to be here. And then Tony asks him the big question, if you're going to get in the ring again, Mark. And he says, well, I'm not going to say yes, but I've got a lot left in the tank. Uh, but then he gets interrupted by Vicky Guerrero coming out. Just yelling, excuse me. No, I think it's more kicks. of a squawk, less of a yell. Squawking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> kicks everyone out of the ring so she can introduce us to the next wrestler, the newest member of All Elite Wrestling, uh, Andrade El Itomo. I might have got that wrong. I didn't write Idolo. it. Idolo. <laughs> Idolo, sorry, yes. Andrade El Itomo, who we all know Do is Andrade. <laughs> so I'll just call him Andrade. Ah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad he kept the Andrade part, but uh, here he is. He's all elite. Uh, he looks the same. He cuts a quick little promo just saying he's going to be the new face of AEW. So, hey, I think we know what to expect from him. Dad, talking about coming out to no theme music, he also just kind of strolled <laughs> yeah, down guy. that ramp to, which I thought was uh, worked. Yeah, it was fine. I, the crowd, I, you know, it's, uh, it takes a second. They're like, oh, I know who that is. Oh, it's Andrade. Yeah, versus the... Uh, the you know where there's like because nobody's gonna know the theme song so the song starts yeah. and then everyone's kind of like looking at the led board to see what it uh <laughs> what it reads out no just stare down that uh stare down that rampway um and he will be a top level star he yeah. will be here in aew if you're listening to the show and thought that uh, the WW the the main roster version of Andrade was uh, you know all he had in him. Just watch out mm -hmm. and rewatch that rewatch that Johnny Gargano uh, Andrade match if you have the network down there. Rewatch that one. Yeah, remember when he used to wear like those overalls and stuff? Yeah, and a hat. He had a hat like on. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's gonna uh, be a whole thing. It's gonna be a whole thing for him. Um, yeah. We'll see see who his first feud is. I'm sure they'll give him someone good to work with. I think, you know, I mean, and I'm calling it here, and the shoot meter will be flying off the charts. Uh, I think we're one step away um, from seeing Ric Flair here on <laughs> TNT. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This was, um, just so you know, Mike and uh, folks keeping track at home, this was episode 88 of Dynamite. 
AEW Dynamite likes to celebrate their achievements, of course, and they have big shows always planned. We're only 12 weeks away from episode 100, which they haven't even begun to market, but it will be a big show. Probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so the, yeah. the Nature Boy returning to TNT for the first time in 23 years? I don't know. I don't know. So are you connecting this to Andrade? I'm connecting this to Andrade. You know, the foot's through, in the door. Through Charlotte Flair? Char- the foot is in the door <laughs> for the Flair family to return to Dynamite. It is. Hey. Uh, yeah. I'll shoot with that. Woohoo! To the <laughs> moon, baby. Let's shoot it to the moon. <laughs> uh, but let's shoot on over to Cody Rhodes teaming up with Lee Johnson uh, against QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo. Uh, you know, because this factory family feud, it'll never end. Nope. What is this? It's the fam. <laughs> what, what are they? Uh, so it's the nightmare factory. And then what is Cody Rhodes's side called? I think just the nightmare family. It's the nightmare family. Okay. So it's the yeah. family versus the factory. Got it. Uh, you know, this was hard to follow the first tag match, you know, not quite as, not quite as hot, but, uh, whatever. <laughs> they isolate little Lee Johnson until Cody gets the hot tag. He's got QT Marshall ready for the crossroads when Aaron Solo runs down to ringside. Causes a distraction. So a go-go jumps in. Hits Cody with the right hand to the face. And then Marshall pins Cody. Three count. Just like that. For the Cody one, finally two, three. Won. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a go-go did the damage with his big punch. But why wouldn't they let him do that at the pay-per-view instead? Give him a big win. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it, it's one of these things, and maybe you, you just have to be there. Maybe you just have to be at an AEW Dynamite live taping, because the crowd's always going nuts for Cody. Every single show, the crowd goes nuts for Cody. Maybe, maybe I just need to attend one and get swept up in the action, swept up in the drama and the emotion, because they always seem red hot on him, like from the beginning. But uh, God, it all feels a little cold. Yeah, well, and then they let QT Marshall pin him instead of a go-go, the guy they've been building these last month. Well, yeah, I, they, I, I think they did a, They did a good job early on in this match. I think it was mostly QT Marshall, and then a go-go steps in there, gets a big punch in, and then kind of comes out immediately without doing any more action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, that was good, you know, kind of keeping him. He has his one thing, and maybe that could end up being his downfall. <laughs> could be. But, uh, yeah, it was a good-looking punch. Mm-hmm. I'll give them. Uh, but then the inner circle come out to celebrate their big victory at the stadium stampede. And Jericho lets all everyone in the crowd, he says, look under your chairs. You get a free inner circle T-shirt. And they did. And they That's did. Legit. Every single chair. The, yeah. Chris Jericho, the biggest baby face in the world. <laughs> hey, um, he's loving it. He certainly got that. Yeah, he loves. I I think I think he's on par with the Dark Order right now as AEW's top baby faces. Yeah, yeah, I can. You can definitely say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giving out free shit. He's giving out free shirts. Free shirt. Orange Cassidy's not giving out free shirts. Well, they were all. uh, I think this might be leftover merch because the stadium stampede's over. But hey, it's free. Hey, I'll take a free shirt. I take it. Everybody wants free shit. Yeah. Do you think they're all different sizes? You can trade with your neighbor? Yeah, I wonder. That's always the gamble with the free shirt, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Very rarely, I feel, you get a free shirt. Well, it's never like a medium. It's always like an XL. 
And I don't think I've ever gotten a free shirt that fits well. Like every no. free, like I, you know, and I, or I think I, I got a free uh, when I, when I went to the Raptors Christmas Day game. It was actually a uh, like a long sleeve uh, like sweater, a crew neck. Uh-huh. Sorry, that was what I'm looking for, crew neck, and it's okay. very very nice. Hardly wear it. Every single other time I've been to a sports game, it always ends up being a shirt that you sleep in <laughs> or like, like a shirt that you like cut the grass in yeah <laughs> i don't know that's all i got that's all i got that's all no, i got no it was good good observation these uh, but, but, these look like a little bit nicer a little bit they looked a little shirts. bit nicer and to keep going with that baby face uh mentality chris jericho just putting the hell over on sammy Guevara. For oh, being yeah. the, the the you know the the leader the champion of the night you know of course he pinned uh, Sean Spears there at the end of the stadium stampede. Yeah, big big uh, big endorsement there from Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he thanks the rest of the group, uh, but says this pinnacle shit isn't over yet. So they kind of each have their own little challenges. Jake Hager challenges Wardlow to an MMA cage fight. Um, so I guess we'll get their own version of the fight pit. Think they'll go a whole octagon, or do you think they'll fight, just kind of put a cage? Fight up? pit. Uh, who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe a sextagon. You know, just kind of uh, sextagon. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe just a circle. <laughs> maybe a full circle. That'd be like a sumo wrestling. It's the inner circle. Mm. You might have something there. Uh, and then, of course, Jericho wants MJF one on one to end it all. So this feud's not quite over yet. But we'll get there. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> As this was happening, I, uh, you know, so of course, of course, uh, the Pinnacle wins, Blood and Guts, Inner Circle wins, Stadium Stampede, and you're thinking there's got to be a third, right? That's how that works. But almost having a uh, individual thing before maybe the eventual clash up, or uh, you know, maybe it's kind of who whoever wins the most of these one-on-one matches. Uh, ends up getting the win. The um, <laughs> Santana Ortiz gave a great promo on AEW Dark, I think, because I'm I'm always watching Dark. I'm always watching Elevation, Mike. You know this about me. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. You know if I'm if I turn on YouTube and I see premiering now AEW Dark, hell yeah, let's go. I just sometimes pop into the middle of the match, watch Chris Stand Satlander give that little uh, Big Bang Theory, and then fucking you know walk out oh, of yeah. there. It's always great fun. Move. It was a fun time there on Dark. Uh, they gave a great promo that they have not had a tag team match for the championship since their only uh, match for the tag team championship on like their seventh week on Dynamite or something like this. Uh, they've been neglected as a team, and FTR uh, has not. So uh, I want to see out of all these individual kind of breakdowns, we can assume that, you know, uh, Sean Spears. Sammy Guevara, they're like the next logical group. Uh, the FTR Santana Ortiz, that's that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, well, I think uh, MGF made a good point. He's, you know, he said to them to the same thing. Santana and Ortiz have been in the inner circle this long, and what has it gotten them? Hasn't gotten them any title shots. Hasn't gotten them anything. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, of course, you know, Santana Ortiz, they had, they, they were uh, half of my match of the year. That parking lot brawl when they took on the best friends. Uh, I want to see. I want to see them doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They're Very one of the excited. best. Very excited for it. Uh, but then we get our <laughs> this is a, our third straight tag team match to start off the evening here. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage taking on Private Party. Um, 
yeah, you know, it was fine. Cage gets isolated. Jungle Boy gets the hot tag. Private party, pipe, uh, private party, look for the gin and juice. Uh, but then Christian hits Cassidy with a spear, and Jungle Boy jumps off the top rope. Or there's yeah, there's this weird thing at the end where like he he's got him in this. I don't know. He just like almost dropped him on his head when he jumped off the top rope. Jungle Boy and Quen. Yeah, I saw that, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes some of these guys are so athletic. It's like the ricochet thing. Like, <laughs> oh, did you mean to do that? <laughs> or yeah. are you so good at selling that you made me think you're, you know, am I going to work or is this a shoot? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he was fine because Jungle Boy puts him in the snare trap, gets the submission win. So this kind of makeshift. I guess they were buddies in the Battle Royal. So yeah, that's why they they, uh, you know, baby face in the Battle Royal. It's going to be hard for Christian Cage to come in, too, also, and heal it up uh, down there. But uh, I guess we're getting... So, yeah, so Jungle Boy won the double or nothing Battle Royal. So I guess he has his championship opportunity coming up soon. Uh, yeah, so you got to get him... You know, we got to get him some dubs. Yeah. No, he's uh, looking good. Well, I'm sure we'll get that match. They'll probably save it for when they're back on a Wednesday night. Back on a regular. Back on a regular time. I think that's really what it is. They, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they didn't hype it. They didn't hype up his win as much because this was our fallout show from Double or Nothing. Uh, I think yeah. just before it was just like a pre-taped Kenny Don promo, like you know, standard Kenny, yeah, funny acting they were like in front of a. <laughs> Yeah, Don Callis in front of the video, acting like it was a touchscreen or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just them doing their thing, uh, talking about Winnipeg. Kenny Omega was a goalie, as we all know, <laughs> from Winnipeg. Uh, and then Kenny doing that thing where it's funny, whatever. Like, the way he says words are just funny. <laughs> um, but uh, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, one more time for the fans. For the fans. Just give it to <laughs> us for the fans. We don't ask for much. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Tony Schiavone is back in the ring to interview Sting and Darby Allen after their big win at Double or Nothing. Uh, and Sting gets a great ovation here, thanks to the fans. But then Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page show up on the screen to talk some trash. Uh, they tell Darby to go out and find anyone but Sting and see if he can still beat them so i uh yeah good get a new partner darby we've had enough of you and sting it was great we love the match <laughs> yeah we yeah and we, we didn't ask for sting to wrestle in the ring he wrestled yeah. for us we got it guys yeah well were you expecting a part two we might but we might give but... him a couple more months to heal yeah let darby uh, style you know let him, he's he's his own person, too. He doesn't need Sting all by his side every time. He doesn't need Sting. He's third in line for a title shot. There you go. There you go. She's in that, sitting at uh, 10 and 1 for this whole year. Great record. <clears throat> uh, Tony, though, he's a busy man tonight. He just stays right in the ring. Um, some other members of the roster are kind of hanging out in the back behind him. And he introduces us, introduces us to the new AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, who comes out for her celebration. And uh, <laughs> behind everyone, there's just this big tray of burgers just sitting there. And Britt says, you know, Jericho's not the only generous person here. I was given 1,500 burger coupons tonight. So look under your seats, everyone, for a burger coupon. But then she lifts up a tray, revealing that all the coupons are right there in front of her because she did all the work. 
This was all me. Nobody else was along for the ride since day one. But Rebel's standing there right next to her. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, she just talks about being the DMD and the champ. And tells Tony and Rebel to each grab a burger and celebrate with her. They hold them together. But then Nyla Rose smacks the burgers into the air. And she just starts throwing burgers around, popping balloons. What a party pooper. <laughs> but, uh, no, this segment was was not not what I was expecting. Pretty flat after a big title win. Yeah, burgers? Well, what the hell was what, this burger what I, shit? What, I didn't, what, I, what got me the most that I didn't understand was why would the other women from the locker room be down there at the celebration with her? Like, isn't that the thing that everybody wants? Like, why would you be celebrating somebody else winning the thing that you want it just seemed yeah, like that, that that's as soon as the I whole got segment that, was a miss for me I don't yeah know. that was a little bizarre for me i thought the burgers why the burgers what why I th- the burgers yeah what i Sorry. think would have played better if there was a way where it was like okay everyone look under your seat there's a coupon for a free burger and then everyone, and then there's nothing there, you know. Like to kind of do the opposite of Jericho thing. If you really want to be a ha ha, I'm the best. Um. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It felt flat and not really not the celebration that I think uh, Britt Baker deserved. Yeah, she should have put toothbrushes under everyone's chair. Something like that. Well, we're still like ha ha, brush your teeth, assholes. Well, we're on the still chair. not sure. I think where. She, where, like she's super over with us, but she's still kind of the I'm better than you. Yeah, and I know it. <laughs> it's the opposite, MJF. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I oh. still love her. This doesn't of change course. anything. Yeah, just kind of just just like you said, just kind of flat. Yeah, I just don't. Why are they the big stack of burgers? What is, it has nothing to do? If it was was, I don't know. I'm done. Like if it was sugary food. Like, because yeah. burgers, I don't think are like, like a dentist. has nothing a dent- to do. I don't. A dentist would never tell you stop eating too many burgers. Like, I don't know how that would have kind of affect your yeah. teeth health. I don't know. I don't know. If this was like Otis, this was like an Otis segment, he'd have a tray of burgers. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> burr, 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 yeah, big guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, hey, That's I didn't cool. write it. I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, we got a rare, maybe the first ever singles match on Dynamite. From the bunny here. Also, Allie. What is she going by these days? I think it's just bunny. the bunny. Okay. The bunny taking on Red Velvet here. Uh, it was okay. Uh, you know, the big scary moment was when Red Velvet goes for a suicide dive and just about lands upside down on her head. Just so much momentum Yeah, how do you there. pull that off? I don't know, but she survived, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, and then on the outside of the ring, the blade... Hands a pair of brass knuckles to the bunny, but uh, luckily Velvet ducks it, hits her with just desserts, roundhouse kick to get the win. Um, yeah, in that dangerous time slot too. You know, I think that's right. Was, <laughs> you know, it's it's nice. even more. This was eleven thirty. It was eleven thirty. Yeah, you know these are you know, a lot of people can't stay up that late. Um, yeah, it seemed like a bit of a weird finish though, right? So like. Why Why would you need the ref distraction if she's going to miss or like if she won't be, a, you know, she gets, she, yeah. uh, Bunny has the whatever, yeah, the brass knuckles, the, the slug yeah, in did. there. 
It just felt like a yeah, weird move yeah. that you would need the ref distraction if that was the way you need to go over. But uh, but hey, um, beggars can't be choosers, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but butchering the blade also uh, kind of going going away. Yeah, I feel like one of them might be hurt or something because we haven't seen them wrestle together in a while. Yes, it I has think only. Been. Yeah, I think one of them was in the battle royal, not the other. So I don't know. Yeah, oh well. I don't, I don't know. Every time my die album is coming out, it's got to be coming out soon. Butcher's Butcher's got to take some time off from professional wrestling <laughs> to put sure. out what will inevitably be the album of the the the, the year. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, we got a main event here. Can you believe it? Nick Camarado my boy. is in the main event. My boy. Your boy. The big barrel chested. Uh, looks like. Hagrid and some other uh, bunch of guys. He's got know. he's got all the back hair that normal wrestlers <laughs> shave off, but he yeah. keeps it on there, and that's really what I respect about him the most. Yeah, no body shaming. He's proud of who he is. <laughs> uh, As a hairy man, I appreciate he just lets it go. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, we I got a couple of those. I sim I sympathize with that. <laughs> uh, well, he's taking on Dustin Rhodes. Uh, we don't know what his body hair situation is. Because he's, <laughs> he's covered he's covered up. Tight body suit. Tight body suit. Uh probably doesn't want a lot of hair. Probably sweat a lot in there. But anyways, Dustin Rhodes, Nick Camarado in a good old Texas bull rope match. Uh so of course that means no count outs, no DQs, pinfall submission only. Both men tied together at the wrist by the giant rope with the uh the cowbell in the middle there. <laughs> that was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because you know, because uh, without the cowbell, it's just like a normal strap match. Exactly. You need that exactly. cowbell up there. <laughs> uh, so it's about what you expect. They're just kind of brawling around, lots of using the rope for leverage, choking each other, that kind of thing. Uh, you got the other members of the factory trying to interfere. At some point, Camarado, I think he gets he gets his head cut open. Uh, I don't know, maybe he got hit with the bell, but. I figured Dustin was going to be the one to bleed. He loves to do it. But yeah, hey. I think yeah, I think this was an actual uh, bleeding. Might have been Camarado. Maybe he's like main event man. This is my moment. I gotta get some. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we get a table set up on the floor, and Dustin's power bombed through it. And then uh, that Aaron Solo, he removes the turnbuckle pad, but then Colton Gunn shows up to fight him off, and then Dustin hits his. His bulldog and the final reckoning onto the cowbell, but Camarado kicks out at one. Uh, and then he comes charging at Dustin, but he gets picked up, dropped onto that exposed turnbuckle, and then nailed in the head with the cowbell. Dustin climbs up to the second rope to hit the diving bulldog, and then he hog ties Camarado's legs with the rope and pins him for the three count. So Dustin wins. Dustin wins after the old bulldog, the old second row bulldog. <laughs> yeah, which still isn't that impressive. But uh, hey, either way, kudos to Camarado for being in a main event. Hey, exactly. Which, and although it might be midnight, you made yeah. it to a main event. Dustin did a great, Justin, great job. You know, you got you're putting over little guys like that or new guys. I shouldn't say little guys. Just like just like Moxley <laughs> did in that first match back. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That was when Nick Camarado's star started shining. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I think there's a reason this was the main event and they put that hotter tag team match on first because more people were 
gonna watch at 10 well, p.m. Oh yeah, very very much so. You know, because you're coming from SmackDown, you're like, hey, what's on? What's, what's on the other? <laughs> I want to watch another two hours of wrestling tonight. Want to watch another two hours uh, of wrestling? Well, Gaunt, you know, Mike, that was AEW Dynamite. It's the exact same night. I guess we should have started with this show, like you know, kind of following ourselves through a Friday night, because a Friday night at 8 p.m. <laughs> there's one place you go. You're on Fox. Uh, and you're gonna watch you're gonna watch Fox television for two hours and before you're switching over to TNT. Um, but on Fox every Friday at 8 p.m. every Friday, regardless of sports uh, or holidays or anything any anything that could impede professional wrestling, we have SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait, we used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Live from, what's it called? Like the Youngling Center? Something the like Thunderdome? that? Thunderdome? I don't know. I it's the it. Thunderdome, but I like, you know, but it, it's the Youngling. It's got a real, yeah. It's, it's got a real, real. name. Uh, <laughs> while we're here, it's the, uh, it's the table. It's Roman's table. That's what it is. Um, I, pick, so. I picture a large oak table. Very ornamental yeah. on the sides. <laughs> uh, so the show opens with uh, tracksuit Roman Reigns coming out. Have we seen this look from him before? Now this is new. This is new. Yeah. He's kind of wearing like your standard Adidas zip up, uh, white stripe up the side, yeah. uh, kind of tracksuit, which is interesting. I guess I presume. I, I imagine you can buy them wwshop.com. Use uh, promo code Shoot Brothers for fifteen percent off. <laughs> yeah, um, little, <laughs> I can only ima- I can only imagine that's the case. Yeah, no, it had the Roman Reigns Superman punch crest on the little breast there. So, maybe. Uh, but anyways, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, have we ever seen Reigns in an actual suit? No, he's been just doing, like, T-shirt and army pants. Uh, yeah. You know, wreck everyone and leave. Or the <laughs> one where he, he's pinning both Edge and Daniel Bryan, but it kind of looks like he's mounting them sexually. They got rid of that one after, like, one week. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, he's out here. Him and Heyman cutting a promo. Uh, he calls out his cousins. So the Usos come out. And then Jay shakes Rain's hand. But then he turns to Jimmy. Said, it's your turn to acknowledge me. And then Jimmy says, hey, I already did. it Back at Hell in a Cell, remember? He choked my brother and me out. So, yeah. But uh, tonight's about winning the tag titles and making the family proud. So Roman just says, yeah, if you say you're going to win, you better do it. And we just jump right into that match uh, for the tag titles. Ray Dominic taking on the Usos here. Hmm. Uh, yeah, hot way to start the show. Some good tag action. We finally get the Mysterios wrestling, you know, not just one of them. It's been uh, like it's been the last couple. Well, I think since they won, we haven't seen uh, <laughs> yeah, them two on one. competing together. Yeah, so nice to see the father and son taking on the uh, brothers here. Lots of family stuff. Well, lots of families, familial <laughs> relations. Yeah, so they uh, isolate Ray. They hit a big Samoan drop onto the announce table, but doesn't break. Uh, so then Dominic gets the hot tag. He starts flying around. He gets Jimmy set up for the 619, but uh, he gets out of there, hits a super kick, goes to follow up with the Uso splash. Uh, but Dominic gets some weak looking pair of knees up. The way he landed on him didn't really look that bad, but Dom just rolls him through, stacks up Jimmy, gets a three count, or so it would seem. Uh, you know, the ref made the count, but Jimmy 
clearly gets his shoulder up. Uh, Michael Cole says he kicks out. The commentary says he kicks out. But the bell has rung. So according to the record books, Mysterio's retain. The Usos lose their mind. And the replay shows, yeah, the ref made a mistake. Weird, weird ref mistake angle. Uh, hey, how often? How, how often does that ever come up? I can't say. I can't say, can't say uh, I can think of an example. Once in a while, but yeah, I mean, I mean sometimes I don't know. Uh, but backstage, Roman Reigns is all pissed off for losing to a child out, child Dominic out there, and I don't know. He wants them to fix this, so go talk to Adam Pierce and Sonya, see what happens. Uh, and then at the very end, he calls Jay Jimmy. He's like, okay, go do it, Jimmy. He's like, I'm Jay, cuz. So, hey, just some more heat. And, you know, I think Roman says, like it makes a difference. And I'm yeah. like, woohoo! <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Roman Reigns expressing my feelings towards the Usos uh, since the day, you know, I, I walked into their life or they walked into mine because I, st- oh my God. <laughs> now, at least they were doing a shorts and pants thing this time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that for this match. Uh, I think Jay Uso was wearing the shorts. Jimmy Uso was wearing the pants. That's good for me. Similar to the Seidel brothers. They do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> no. Roman Reigns is Fire. Roman Reigns is fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like when the kids say, "Like, oh, that's fire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yes, he is. He was spitting the fire. That's me connecting with the uh, audience. Roman Reigns. Everything Roman Reigns does right now is fire. Yeah. Uh. I, uh yeah, I guess we do get a follow up. The Usos storm into Pierce's office, and Sonya and him. Uh, they said they're going to make a decision. And then eventually later they stop the Mysterios who are ready to leave the arena. They got their bags packed. And- <laughs> like the show is still going. Yeah. It's, that, that'd be like showing up for work and you get there on time and they're like, hey, Mike, uh, you know, you got to check this order. And you go over, <laughs> check the order. <laughs> fucking walk like, out. All right. Yeah, I'm out. Love but, it. Uh, Love it. Luckily, they caught him just in time and say, hold on, we reviewed that footage there, and uh, the ref fucked up. You got to defend your titles again tonight. So, good thing you're still wearing your gear, because <laughs> they didn't even change. <laughs> didn't even, didn't yeah. even change out of their gear, uh, which is fantastic. Every single week, uh, so, uh, Sonya Deville keeps dressing more and more like Adam Pierce. And uh, this week on SmackDown was great. They're both in black suits, black collared shirt. Uh, she had a blue tie. He had a, he had a red tie. Uh, <laughs> they're really, yeah. I like that they're uh, very, you know, they're similar look, similar authority status. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Carmella taking on Liv Morgan in the rare singles action here. Um, and a couple cool moves from Liv, one I've never seen before. She did this. Unique version of the backstabber where she like had their arms pulled back at the same time and then cracked her back. Looked cool. But uh, Carmella recovers, locks in the coat of silence, and Liv taps out. So all my hopes are gone. Why does Just it like feel that. like every single every single time Liv Morgan's like there, it's like a restart? Yeah, it's they, like a reintroduce us to who she is. I mean, you know, and you, she, she always consistently gets those... Uh, pre-taped like staring down the barrel of a camera super zoomed in <laughs> uh type of videos and it's like yeah we know who you are let's get her let's get her some dubs in the ring uh and god yeah every every time it's just like push and then pull push pull push pull and 
Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no reason they couldn't let her beat Carmella here. And now with Ruby Riot gone. Yeah. This was the time. Uh, I know. I don't know. Also, you think she would have like said something about Ruby Riot being yeah, gone? Yeah, like literally, her <laughs> tag team partner's not there anymore. Yeah. And you know, even if it's even if even if your promo is like, uh, life happens. I gotta go at my. I gotta go my own way. Or something, you know, even just to be like, boom, yeah, you know, uh, just give me something. Yeah, but uh, nope, we'll probably not see her again for a long time. Yeah, probably why we won't. Probably why. More on that, more on that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, But we got Bianca Belair coming out to cut a probo on Bailey. You know, she's had enough of Bailey and her cackling, so she challenges her to a match at Hell in a Cell. But then Bailey appears on the screen to respond, and of course, she just starts cackling some more. And then the Thunderdome just fills up, just starts multiplying. Bailey's everywhere. Uh, which I actually like that visual. It was funny. It was funny yeah. for me. You got you to laugh. You got to laugh. Just just like, like, <laughs> like the witch in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I was... Yeah, they're starting a feud between Otis and Gable and the Street Profits, but not very important. They're just doing stuff backstage. Not very important there. My biggest takeaway is like if I were to t- like if I were to let's say I'm watching Hell in a Cell with somebody who's not doesn't keep up with SmackDown or listens to the Street Brothers, um, <laughs> and then Bianca Belair, ba- Bailey step out there into the ring, and then they just ask a simple question: Hey, why are these two fighting? My answer would have to be. Because Bianca Belair didn't like Bailey's laugh. <laughs> right? Well, That's what she seemed to say in the promo. Like, they couldn't even come up with something a little bit better than, I hate your laugh. I mean, she needs to fight someone. She doesn't hate anyone else here, so. Or nobody else hates her? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That felt, yeah. yeah, it felt flat, though. Like, yeah, we was kind of like our second straight <laughs> women's match. Like, what the fuck's happening here? Why is this happening? Where's Sasha Banks? Where's Sasha Banks? Wait, she takes one hair whip to the uh, to the <laughs> midsection and she's out for uh, two and a half months. What the heck? I don't know. Uh, uh, King Corbin taking on Nakamura and Rick Boogs at his side once again playing the intro. So he cleaned it up a bit this week. Sounded better here. Yep, cleaned uh, it out a little bit. You know, with that cool uh, the V. Like the V-bodied guitar. It's a good look. Yeah. It's a good look. Flying V. Yeah. Uh, Pat McAfee, he really enjoyed it. He was going nuts for this. <laughs> he was jumping on the table, standing, hyping it up. Every big. week he's been getting a little more excited for Boogs out there. And I think it's because his yeah. name is just so goddamn fun to say. Rick Boogs. Yeah, he does He does a good intro. I'm Rick Boogs. Yeah, really stretch out that <laughs> ooh sound. Boogs. Yeah. Boogs. Yeah, I'm I'm liking him more. I'm liking him. I <laughs> think Pat McAfee. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? It's uh, yeah, just coming out and playing the intro is great. It's when we're a little overexposed, a la Elias. When Elias was doing his shit in the ring, you know, when you know he'd come out, make fun of your town. He could have done that for three years straight. Come out, <laughs> make fun of the town. Babyface comes in, squash, boom. Instant oh. classic. Uh, Boogs, he knows his way. He's like, no, I'm just going to come out there and lay down a lick. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura well. is out there loving it, just dancing along. They're all doing back to back like they're like they're Bono and the Edge. 
Uh, well, the match itself wasn't anything too crazy. But, Absolutely uh, not. No, the, the biggest <laughs> takeaway was Rick goddamn yeah. books. <laughs> and I mean, uh, Corbin knows it because on the outside of the ring, he just attacks Boogs for no reason at all. Um, and then if that's not enough, he stacks Nakamura up, gets the three count. Uh, but he knows he's got to get out of there quick. So he grabs the crown off the table and runs away. But luckily, our boy Boogs is right there on the ground. He grabs him by the leg. Um, so the Nakamura comes up and kicks him in the head, takes the crown back, puts it on his head as Boogs plays them out. So good for them. Yeah, Boogs, see, Boogs seems to be uh, super over uh, with someone. Um, <laughs> with someone backstage. Uh, but yeah, it feels like less and less kind of now. Um, we were, I think we were thinking, you know, what if they do a king of the ring part two or you know like king of the ring reboot part two or whatever but now it just feels like the two of them are going to be fighting for the king of the ring crown you know it, it feels like less like anybody else cares i mean yeah i hope that other people jump in at some point yeah like, well, oh. it'd be nice to have like a fun little tournament you know to kind of take us to SummerSlam. uh you know, where maybe something, the winner of the King of the Ring gets the last spot and money in the bank. I don't know. I don't know something. how to. Yeah, something. I'm something. not. I'm not back there writing. I'm not. I don't write. <laughs> I don't write for the show. Yeah, I mean, I uh, hope so, though. I hope. But, anyways, Kevin Owens, he's set to take on Apollo Cruz for the Intercontinental Title, and Commander Aziz is banned from ringside. But uh, no one said anything about backstage, so. <laughs> He attacks Owens backstage beforehand, beats him down, and then we just jump right into that Intercontinental title match. So Owens comes limping out. He's in bad shape. Apollo takes advantage, just targets those injured ribs. Uh, but Owens puts up a good fight. He hits a pop-up powerbomb for big two count. But then soon after that, Cruz hits the Death Valley driver onto the edge of the apron. And that gets him a three count, retain his title. Yeah, that was so, a big. Uh, I like it. That's, yeah, it's a big. That's, that was that was a big maneuver. Yeah, that should be a finisher. That shouldn't just be a transition. Yeah, that's yeah. No, it really should be. It's no, it's a good looking move. But uh, uh, I think yeah, I think just after the match, it was uh, best friend, bitter rival, Sami Zayn, <laughs> who came down, blasts Owen with one of those haluva kicks. Yeah, he's still pissed at him. Uh, and then he's shouting around about karma. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you got that. He's saying like, karma did this. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember three years ago when I was the baby face and you were the heel? You were a dick to me, so my turn now. Yeah, um, the biggest bummer about the IC title right now, and I, uh, it's the exact same reason why the, the bummer about anything Liv Morgan, is that now because Aleister Black had shown up with Big E, now Big E has to sit out. So we enough time that we don't have to bring it up again. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to bring up the fact that Alistair Black attacked you, which is weird. Like, does I guess we? I guess you don't talk about records, or sorry, you don't talk about wrestlers who aren't under contract. You know, like, is it something like that? <coughs> like, of course, I mean... they're, of course, they're not going to talk about fucking Chris Jericho or something like that. But somebody who was just released, or. I don't, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying so like weird. that? You know what I'm saying like that? I, yeah, but I, I don't know. His Aleister Black is almost like a... I don't know if it's ever been quite... Like, he was clearly involved in a storyline in a fresh match. He was... And then he was just gone. 
you know, normally people, you can kind of see the writing on the walls, but I don't know. It was weird. Well, and yeah, now because of that, Biggie, who had just started his program with Alistair Black, now has to sit out because we remember, like, he can't just jump back in here with the IC guys because we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Just you can mention it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> they know. Could. Why do they have such a fear of just talking about themselves? I don't know. You know, it's just fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> or that youngling center. Well, let's talk about this main event here. Main uh, event. The second attempt at this tag title match here, Mysterios, Usos. Uh just kind of picking up where we left off, going back and forth. Ray is able to hit the 619, tags in Dominic to hit the frog splash. So it looks like they got this match won. But then Roman Reigns just comes flying in with the Superman punch, causing the DQ. Uh, and then he hits Ray, hits Ray with a spear, and then just starts beating the shit out of the Mysterios all around. Hits them with the steel steps. Uh, poor Dominic gets it the worst. He just locks him in the guillotine in the middle of the ring, and Jimmy says, "That's enough, man. Let him go." Not like this, bro. And he just tells Jay to follow him out. And Jay doesn't know what to do. He's just conflicted, looking on between the both of them. As Reigns just continues to be the shit out of Dominic to end the show. Yeah, Dominic got the shit end of the stick on this uh, <laughs> on this one. Roman Reigns threw all 265 pounds of himself into those steel steps when he just threw them at a yeah. 20-year-old. Uh, that was great. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this makes me think maybe, uh, Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio could be your next universal title match. It, well, of course, right? I mean, what do you do when somebody wins a title? Have them in a match with somebody else who wins a title. This is the WWE way. Put all the titles into one match and just go <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah, because that's what it really feels like the next case would be, which means I, I or, you know, it kind of gives this feeling of, uh... They don't know what to do with the SmackDown tag division right now. It's almost like put it on two people who can still be out in public but not doing anything with it so we can kind of build up the rest of the division. Uh, which seems, uh, yeah. I mean, SmackDown's still the best show. <laughs> <laughs> this is still, yeah. this is fucking far and away the best show. Roman Reigns is still crushing it. Uh, no, matter, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. Yeah. And we fade to black, baby. And then we, you, you would have just clicked over, right over there to fucking TNT to watch. Uh, isn't? But it was funny. Let's say I'm sure I'm sure there would be a lot of people who would have done that on a Friday night. You know, maybe you know relished that opportunity and actually went for it. But imagine going from yeah that tag match to then the the Bucks Penta. You know, like you're right back to fired up. <laughs> like immediately there's no little this isn't raw there's no 20 minutes of promo to kick off the show it's just like fucking okay you're, hey you're here from smackdown great here's a hot tag you're gonna love it yeah <laughs> anyways that was uh that was the first half of our wrestling week mike should we take uh should we take a break yeah let's do that we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back with uh part two and of course we got to um book our card for in your house this weekend uh so stick around <laughs> Back here, part two of the podcast here, um, uh, folks. Uh, AW and the AW having that first time slot. God, it really throws off the flow. 
of uh, <laughs> of kind of our normal show. Because you know, um, you know, it's like when you write a five paragraph essay, you're supposed to go like strong, weak, middle, or something. You know, when you're kind of structuring <laughs> your arguments there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that would be it then. This is kind of our five paragraph essay of a show. You know, we kick off strong. <laughs> With uh, AW Dynamite, and I would even say uh, this week's SmackDown, although a bit off in the women's division side, no, was still a uh, was still a was still a pretty good show. Yeah, but then that second argument comes around, and that five paragraph essay, we're going strong, weak, middle. So we have to unfortunately address that weak argument. You know, it's half a paragraph length compared to the <laughs> other ones. It's like a stretch type of argument at that. Um, and uh, we're talking about the flagship, Monday Night Raw. Let's get Raw! That's where we land. That's where we land. Because um, not everything can be good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right? Um, no. I mean, even the most optimist person in this world can. Can't. Not everything can be good. Not everything can Come be on. perfect. Monday Dirty night. diapers? That's not good. Monday Night Raw um, <laughs> uh, is exactly that. The dirty diapers. So, Mike, let's just, let's just get into the show, shall we? Let's unwrap this thing. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we start off with a good old Battle Royale. Who doesn't love one of those? Uh, this one of the tag team variation. Uh, with a tag title shot on the line here. So you got the New Day, the Viking Raiders, Lucha House Party, Mason T-Bar, and RK Bro, who, uh, now have some official merch, it would seem. Or at least Riddle was rocking some. WWEshop.com, we're telling you. Yeah. Use promo code. Yeah. <laughs> You had this like stoned, stoned snake riding on a scooter. So good little, you know, scooter boy and viper boy. There, that's their gimmicks. Get it, and they're stoned. Get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we all know Randy's pretty uh, down with that. So. Oh, Randy and uh, Snoop Dogg, Twitter League champions, uh, a few weeks back. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, so yeah, this battle royal here. You know, you got AJ Styles and Omos on the outside. Just, uh, I don't know, to watch. All right, then. Uh, no, they were on, they were on commentary. Oh yeah, they're on. So they come out. Yeah, they do commentary. And before that, or after, yeah, Miz and Morrison come out as well. Miz is on the wheelchair, so Morrison's gonna compete by himself on behalf of the team. But then he gets too focused on posing, and he lets go of Miz, who just goes wheeling down the ramp, kind of in slow motion. Kind of funny there. Uh, Miz, good actor. Johnny Cage, book it. Book it. He's the, is he, he's he's gonna be Johnny Cage? Mortal Kombat so. two. I think he'd play a good Johnny. Okay, okay. Uh, either him or John Cena. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John, Cena's <laughs> tie, John Cena's tied up right now. Yeah, he's, he's working hard. He's that working hard. Fast franchise. Yeah, oh man, if he comes back, he, who knows? He could have his own spinoff from, uh, from Fast 9. <laughs> he's got Peacemaker, season 2 now. Oh, yeah. What's the oh. name of his character in uh, the Fast franchise? Um, uh, I forget because he's new. Yeah, but it's it's uh, Vin Diesel's brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. For the man who cares about family so much, we've never heard that he has a yeah. brother, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic move, Vin. You know, he really uh, you you know he doesn't care about family. He cares about like one of his cousins, the one that dies in five. He cares about that guy a lot. Doesn't give a shit about his uh, 
his brother. Anyway, anyways, we'll, 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 we'll have the official review of the film <laughs> yeah. uh, coming out when uh, it comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, you'll, you'll let us know how that one goes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yes, on to this battle royale here. Uh, both members of the team must be eliminated. Uh, except for, you know, these one-man teams. John Morrison, he's knocked out early. Uh, well, he's, he doesn't quite get knocked out. He hangs onto the ropes by the, his feet. And then Miz passes him the drip stick. The little water gun there. As he sprays Lindsay Dorado in the face. Knocks him over the top rope. Uh, but then he tries to use the drip stick again on Mason T-Bar, and they just toss him to the floor. So uh, for like five minutes here, Mason T-Bar looked good for a tiny bit. For the, <laughs> for the biggest five minutes of their careers. Yeah, but then they get ganged up on and thrown out. So they're gone. So it comes down to Viking Raiders, New Day, and RK Bro. Uh, Riddle's the first one tossed out from behind. and You know, Viking Raiders start going on a good run here, hitting a bunch of good moves. They eliminate Xavier. Uh, they go for another one, but then Kofi jumps on the... He, like, stomps them one on top of the other from the top rope. Um, then he's ready to hit Orton with the Trouble in Paradise. But Riddle jumps in, takes the bullet for him. Orton takes advantage, tosses Kofi over the ropes. But then the Viking Raiders just come up from behind, dump Orton to the floor. Viking Raiders win. Just like that. Bit of an upset. A huge upset, if I'd say that. Um, yeah, one of these guys was hurt. Uh, or maybe both of them. What are the odds of that? But yeah, so they were on they were on an episode of Monday Night Raw on April 19th. That was the last time that Eric and Ivar fought hand-in-hand. Uh, hand. And then, of course, uh, we just saw them uh, you know, two, almost, almost two months later. So one of these guys was hurt, which also leads me to believe that, like, these guys were already supposed to have challenged AJ and Omos. Because uh, well, they get their first match in a month and a half, and they just get the win after uh, you know they had they were they were out they had two straight matches consecutive yeah. weeks and then out again and now back so uh, yeah yeah no they uh, they look good here though yeah uh, that could be a good match those big men I don't know if they could hit a Viking experience on Omos yeah it's a lot of beef <laughs> a lot of beef in that ring a lot of beef uh, but I guess that'll probably happen at Hell in a Cell. Good. Title yeah. Anyways, we go backstage. Charlotte Flair is complaining to Pierce and Sonia. She wants a rematch against Nikki Cross. But then Rhea Ripley walks up and says, no, I actually respect Nikki and I want the rematch with her. So Sonia says, how about this? You both get the rematch in a tag team against Nikki and a uh, partner of her choice. So we'll get that later. Weird. Yeah, I mean, it's not what they asked. It's like, it's not what we wanted. Weird. Yeah, Yeah. it just felt weird. Um, Because, you know, it just kind of brings us back to that, you know, like, just commentary, like, how will these two sides ever get along? Uh, Which, you know, that's over. That's a little overplayed. Felt a little bit weird. Weird way to get there, too. Yeah. But, uh, hey, for the third week in a row, Nikki Cross is on TV. So that's good. Hey, now we're talking. Uh, but then Elias is in the ring by himself, cuts a promo on his now former partner, Jackson Riker, who shows up with a new look, or at least a haircut. Yeah, he got, uh, he, yeah, he got the, uh, the, the, the Thor, the Chris Hemsworth Thor look, you know, go from long hair and scraggly to short hair and, uh, and muscly. Does Thor cut his hair? Yeah. I didn't know. Is that part of the storyline? It's classic storyline, Mike. Come on. I didn't. What? So a big climactic moment of the Thor movie is it's when he cuts his hair off. It's literally the climax of the entire film. 
I haven't watched it, so I don't know. The, yeah, the, the climactic haircut. Everyone's crying. You know, you're in the theater. You're crying alongside. I heard, uh, you know, uh, comic book movies are like the pop music of the film world. So you think I should watch more of them? You would think, yeah. You would think, yeah. you know, even, even uh, yeah. Po- if Poppy can get a shot, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to her. Uh, anyways, Jackson Riker's here. It's, I don't know. They want him to be a baby face now, I guess. Yeah, but you think they think... would have turned him babyface after they brought him back after saying uh, racist things? You think that would have been the time for him to like <laughs> cut his hair uh, yeah. and then them kind of turn him? But hey, who the heck knows? I guess it makes the face turn official, though. Well, the crowds will be back in a month. I think they'll let him know whether they like him or not. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. Well, think yeah, I think like. the fans in the South, Southern United States, will respect his military service. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the fans in any blue state will uh, just boo the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, I'd boo him. I'd boo, I'd boo him. him. I mean, I I'd wouldn't go him. see Monday Night Raw, but I'd boo him. I'd boo him. <laughs> uh, but he does fight Elias here. Gets the butter of him. Uh, Elias just ends up running off to the back. Takes the count out loss. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Can't stand to be in the ring with him any second long. I know so. neither can I. Maybe that's the real that's the that's the real babyface move. That yeah. I'll be around this fucking creep. And exactly, it's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, but it's time for the old contract signing for the WWE title match here. So Adam Pearce and Sony Deville bring out Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, uh, but only Drew comes out at first, cuts a promo. He goes to sign the contract, but then Lashley and his train of women come out. MVP just starts running his mouth. So Drew cuts him off, says, I want a match with no interference. None of this bullshit. I want the match inside Hell in a Cell. So uh, the Hurt Business, they accept those terms, but I think Drew has to make it his last chance at the belt in a, in return or something. So Yes, it's a last chance Hell in a Cell yeah. match, I think was what the way that they... Uh, <laughs> They kind of phrased it there. But yeah, yeah well, one I, of those, if you lose, you can't try again. Yeah. And I liked how, as they added these steps, Sonya Deville picked up the pen and kind of wrote it on the contract. She's writing oh, as she goes. Hell in a cell. Like, oh, there we idea. go. Yeah, okay. We'll get that in writing. Yeah, we'll get, paral- <laughs> we'll get the paralegals to look at that. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. our normal, I'm going to win because I'm the best. Yeah, you don't normal stand contract. A yeah, classic, classic contract signing. Although this one did feature uh, Drew using a sword to cut the table in half at the end there. Oh, yeah. That was a little... Uh, like, ah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think, think we've ever seen him swing it. I don't think he was wearing his kilt, though, was he? I don't know. No. I can't remember. Maybe the sword will come into play in the cell. He'll have the sword under uh, <laughs> yeah. the thing. You know, just kind of lop one of Lashley's limbs off or something. I don't know. He could. Um... What if all this time Lashley's had like a prosthetic foot and never told anyone? Now it's the perfect. All this time. And then just uh, bam. Yeah, yeah well, perfect. I mean, I think last Hell in a Cell we got, uh, or, or two Hell, was it two Hell in Cells ago? We got the Randy Orton um, uh, screwdriver through Jeff Hardy's uh, <laughs> ear stretcher. That was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so we're, getting, uh, we're getting a little gruesome. Getting a little gruesome here at uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, but then we go to Ricochet taking on Humberto Carrillo. Winner gets a U.S. title shot. So finally, Sheamus will have to defend that thing. Uh, 
but he's you know he wants to know what's going on so he's watching at ringside he's got the big face shield on because of that broken nose from the last week it's a good look too because he doesn't have a hat and doesn't do anything with his hair so it's just kind of like shaggy yeah. haired Seamus no I, yeah I actually like the it made him look you know he already looks like a mean mug but now with Makes him look even angrier, pissed yeah, off. Yeah, because a real, a real like uh, mean Irish bar fighter doesn't. He's not. He doesn't care about. It. He's not getting haircuts all the time. He doesn't give a shit what his hair looks like. You know what I'm saying? I like. I want more of that. Yeah. No. Oh, no how come? Uh, no vanity. How come when uh, your nose breaks a lot of time you get black eyes with it? Uh, I think it's where like the blood pools. Uh, right, because sense. like you know, it's been you know, so blood's kind of moving in a whole direction, and uh, yeah, just kind of like a yeah, it's yeah. one of those type of things. Yeah, well, it really stands out on Seamus that pale look, skin. Look, I'm sure I'm sure hair and makeup <laughs> got a little finger in there. Yeah, there may be a little touch up there, but uh, <laughs> anyways, he's watching the match. Umberto jumps on the apron, kind of near Seamus, kind of scares him back. So, uh, anyways, they're high flying. They fight their way onto the apron. Ricochet comes running at Carrillo, hits him with a crazy just Spanish fly midair to the floor. Uh, it was too crazy. Both men are down. They can't get back up before the 10. So we get a double count out draw. Double so what count does that out? mean? I, I don't know. I, I, I think it means the uh, uh, we're going to have to watch main event to see where this feud goes. <laughs> between these two. I think that's what it means. It's funny. I love Ricochet's new look. He uh he wears more like, you know, he he he's willing to go to pants, but he's not willing to put on a mask. Very uh very, you know, a little noticeable thing there, Ricochet. So he clearly <laughs> doesn't have a problem with wearing more fabric. That's not the problem. Uh, I guess I the mean, problem is just where on your body you choose to put it. You want him to wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when he's out in the world, yeah. Uh, instead of oh a mask, I thought you meant like a wrestling mask. I was trying to be, I was trying to be a little cheeky there. No, I get it, I get it. I was, I trying to be little... I was too literal. I was. Too you were literal. too literal. You were too literal. Um, I was thinking lucha, lucha, lucha. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Prince Puma. Prince Puma's on. You know, he can come back there. Uh yes, but uh, let's go. We got Eva Marie. It's finally coming. Evolution next Monday. We get the big announcement. Great. We'll see. Hey, hold judgment. Next week, we get the big announcement, which is funny. So, like, they're announcing the announcement. No, I mean, she arrives. She arrives next Monday. So she'll be in the ring. See, here's the thing. I'm sure she's going to have an announcement. (laughs) Well, she's not going to fight, I don't think. She's just going to arrive and be like, hey, I'm Eva Marie, and it's time for the evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So she's going to say the exact same thing (laughs) that the video package is That's my... That's my bet. That's but, your bet. Uh, Just that. Drop the mic. Walk out. <laughs> or she, she might interrupt someone. So. Yeah, I wonder who. I wonder who. I don't know. Uh, but hey, Jeff Hardy's back. We haven't seen him since I don't know WrestleMania. Was he even on WrestleMania? Can't remember. But. Yeah, there was no ba- there was no battle royal uh, type card, which feels like where he would have been. Um, who knows? Maybe. Oh, yeah, he's on a he's on a he's on a big losing streak. Yeah, he's a, he's a main eventer now. Oh, poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. Uh, <laughs> taking on Cedric Alexander here. But, um, you know, he got the better of Cedric this time. Hit the Swanton Bomb, got the win. So they still care about him. They still care about him enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, when's, when, when are they just going to, when are they going to release Jeff Hardy? Um, release him, you know what I'm saying? What, so he can go join his brother? Of course. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, 
I feel like they still like him enough that they know he's still a name. But I mean, obviously, they released big names. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's really up to them. We'll see. Maybe Jeff Hardy doesn't want to get released. That's a good point. Maybe he's liking this main event, not working too much. <laughs> working with Ginger <laughs> on main event. Maybe he likes yeah. that. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but let's go to this tag match. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair forced to team up against Nikki Cross and the partner of her choosing, who ends up being Asuka. Which, uh, you know, that's a good pairing. They're both kind of... I mean, kinda, I, I, kinda, I was kind of thinking this whole time. Like, there is that little bit of surprise. Like, ooh, who is it going to be? But then you just think about the roster, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's definitely going to be Asuka. I don't know who else... <laughs> Well, I really, I didn't really think about it until the match actually started. Like, so it's like, not oh, gonna, it's okay. not gonna be Nia or Shayna, you know, because no. Nikki Cross is too over for that. It's not gonna be uh, Ni- Naomi. Maybe she was a hot maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe she was a hot maybe. And then it was kind of like, okay, uh, pff, I guess that just leaves the uh, obvious choice. Well, uh, they work well together, Oscar, Nikki, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte, just doing the typical. You know, arguing, slapping each other, tagging each other in hard behind each other's back. So uh, eventually Ripley shoves Charlotte. So he she hits her with an elbow and, you know, just more arguing. Eventually it breaks down. They just cannot work together. So Rhea goes to Riptide, Charlotte, but she gouges her eyes, hits her with a natural selection. Uh, Nikki just slides in, takes advantage, makes the cover, gets a three count. So Nikki Cross is on a roll. She just uh, yeah, the champion. Yeah, uh, but she pinned the <laughs> champion. This is on yeah. a roll, Nikki Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Her and Asuka do a little dance on the table to celebrate. Of course. So. <laughs> you know, these two, uh, the fan, the fans were going to love these two. And throw them in so this can only mean that uh, Nikki Cross is going to get released tomorrow. <laughs> that's all, that's all they can mean. She's just, yeah, we're just counting down those seconds. Why? What else would they bring her back and use her for the last three weeks? Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe that means uh, she's going back to NXT or something. I yeah. don't know. It feels. Weird. I don't know. I don't want her to get released. I love absolutely it's not. Great. Uh, but then, yeah, Mansoor. Remember him mm-hmm. from like a month ago? That one match he had. They ruined his streak. Uh, they could have continued it here because he just takes on Drew Gulak in a short match uh, and he pins Gulak for a three count. So you could have had that. That could have been number fifty. But nope. That could have been number 50. It's actually looking more like uh, that was number 52. I guess he's, he still stands at a 52-1 and one in his last I 53 mean. matches. But yes, like you said. <laughs> yeah, and I think at some point during the show, Mustafa Ali was kind of trying to recruit him. Yeah, and a mentoring thing, which can only mean one thing. Mustafa Ali's getting released no more tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, well. Kofi Kingston takes on Matt Riddle. And uh, you had Xavier Woods at ringside just playing his trombone, being a dick. So Randy Orton comes out uh, getting his face. Just kind of slams Xavier into the announce table. But then Kofi... uh, Yeah, Kofi and Riddle, they go back and forth. Riddle hits Orton's hanging DDT. Orton tells him to end it. But he says, I got one more thing. And he goes for the RKO. But Kofi avoids it. It's a trouble in paradise to get the win. Orton's not happy. Randy Orton is not happy. Uh-oh. And I noticed Orton had his own custom merch. He had, like, the Viper logo with long hair and a hat on it. 
Oh, I did not notice that. No. On his sweater. Yeah. It was sure. like a, a hybrid. So, I mean, this team's not breaking up if they got this all this team, merch. They got merch, baby. They're not breaking these guys up <clears throat> um, for anything. No. <laughs> uh, that was your last match of the night, but there was still one more segment because Alexa Bliss and her playground, you know, this wasn't the backstage. This was the live in-ring version. Um, so she's there. She's with Lily. She brings out a guest, Shayna Baszler. And Alexa just says, we want to give you a chance to be our new friend. All you have to do is apologize to Lily. But Shayna says, no, I'm not going to apologize to a stupid doll. Shayna stands up, grabs Lily, and says, I'm sorry that you're stupid, and throws her to the ground. Uh, so Alexa attacks her, but then Shayna tosses her away and just stomps on Lily multiple times. And Alexa just looks very upset. And then the lights shut down. Shayna Baszler, she's freaked out, so she bails. Alexa picks up Lily and just smiles. Pyro shoots up all over the place. So Baszler runs to the back. And now the place is just abandoned. Lights are shutting off. Objects are falling all over the place, crashing down. So Baszler just runs and locks herself inside some room. Uh, but then she looks into a mirror and sees Lily behind her. So she just screams and kicks the mirror, shattering it, ending raw. Just like that. Just like that. You know what? I give this. I give this uh, the old uh, A for effort. <laughs> I give Shayna. 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 I know she's trying her best out there. Isn't it weird that you get Ronda Rousey in there? She her, sucks outside the ring. We love her in the ring, and they build her up to be so strong. Uh, Shayna Baszler, all, always fantastic in the ring, feels like she never really hits it outside the ring, but they don't build her up as being as, uh, dominant and as, like, this is a legitimate MMA fighter and she's scared of a doll. Like, why Shayna? <laughs> why not Naya? I feel like she could play that a lot better. Not to say that Shayna didn't do a great job, but I don't like, I haven't liked this thing since day one. <laughs> And it's, I feel like it's just not getting, it's just getting worse. Yeah, they drag everything out way too long. I just, with, yeah, uh, this, the whole playground thing, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just done with. I'm done with, Mike. I can't do it. I just want to see them wrestle. That's all I want. I want to see them in the ring again. What's the point? It's going to be fucking Fiend Part 2 against, you know? I like, want to see the, the in-ring version of Lily. I want to see what she looks like. I just want to see it. And then that's not, I don't care about that in the first place. Unless you're Randy Orton, I don't care about <laughs> what you're wearing. I don't care about your look. You know, only well, the, I only care about the Rand Man when it comes to that particular thing. I don't know. Well, that was know. the end. Thank that God. That was the big ending. Thank Christ. <laughs> Thank Christ. Let's move, let's hope that we can move on to something a little less creepy next week, shall we? Uh, let's get on with the uh, rest of the podcast then, because. Uh, it's not Wednesday. It would have been Tuesday night that this happens. It still feels weird that NXT is live on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's only... Uh, how long has it even been now? It's only been a couple months, two months. And can we, like, finally get fans back? Is it, like, I don't... I, I mean, I'm not a business owner in any way. I don't know the logistics of putting on a live show or anything like that. But, like, if, if AEW can do it, NXT can do it, right? I don't know why, uh, because it still feels, especially compared to that double or nothing pay per view, 
Like, this is big. This is, like, the biggest thing I'm, I am now kind of falling into, that, like, an AEW wrestling show feels like a wrestling show. And these ones are now kind of missing the mark on that. NXT, yeah, we're uh, getting into it. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> okay. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Because there's like 20 people there, hand-picked Instagram fans. Uh, so you still get that super, and there's a roof. There's still, still got that super hollow feel to it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really noticing that difference now. I, on on NXT more than the other two shows for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they'll have a bit more. Maybe they'll open it up for takeover. We'll see. Yeah. Oh well. I feel like there was more on the WrestleMania takeover, but I can't remember. Hmm. I don't know. But let's go into this episode here. We start off with Austin Theory taking on One Lorcan. It's just uh yeah, just a nice hard hitting match. Pete Dunn comes out to watch, so Gargano comes out and uh I guess my favorite part was when Austin Theory hits this cool variant of the Spanish fly where he does like a seated springboard thing into it. Looked pretty cool. That was a weird one. Yeah. But uh yeah, anyways, Johnny and Pete start fighting at ringside, so Theory takes his eye off the prize, Lorkin hits him with the finisher, gets a three count. Catch the big three. This was like a. This felt like a real long match to really kick off the show, and it was hard hitting the whole time, which was. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty solid. You don't. Uh, don't see too many single Orne Lorcan Orne Lorcan matches on. Especially match. yeah, with uh, Danny Birch out of a uh, out of action. You know, you just don't yeah. see it too often. But hey, who the heck knows? Uh, Austin Theory still not British. What do you know? <laughs> uh, we get a vignette of L.A. Knight walking around a fancy house that probably is not his but uh you know trying to make himself look good a, for fa- Teddy a fancy airbnb yeah exactly uh, <laughs> uh but yeah you know just getting some hype for this segment we're gonna get to later uh but then legato del fantasma come out escobar cuts a promo on bronson reed so bronson comes out to respond and he makes fun of santos shows the clip of him getting squashed last week uh, so Escobar challenges him to get in the ring, which he does, but then SK, MSK come out to back him up. So Escobar says, damn, how about we just do this? Three versus three, all the championships on the line, North American and the tag titles. Winner takes all. And they accept. So, they hey, accept. Hey, a winner takes all. That sounds fun. Yeah, we do those once in a while. Uh, yeah, should be fun. Why yeah, not? adding yeah. a little, uh, yeah, something fun to this in your house uh, pay-per-view instead of, and I think this works out well because MSK still isn't over, <laughs> or yeah. as over as they would like them to be. Uh, yeah, this way you can get them in a match and kind of attach them to some other people. Yeah, I think Bronson Reed is definitely over. Yeah, and you get, this is a, a way of getting two titles in one, squeeze them in. So, and hey. closing out the feud. It works for everybody. <laughs> Why not? Uh, then Isaiah Swerve Scott takes on Killian Dane. And, you know, Swerve just continuing to look great here with the hit row at his side. The hit doing the row. Thing. You know, Ashanti the Adonis, he tries to grab Killian Dane during the match. So Drake Maverick does a big flip onto him. And, but then uh, Top Dollar grabs Drake and 
Hits him with an attitude adjustment onto the apron. Top dollar. Looking good. This whole commotion allows Swerve to take advantage and hit it. The big house call to the back of Dane's head to get the three count. Man, that's such a that that's uh the house call has uh, has kind of shot up the rankings for finisher of the year on the shooties. Here. Um, <laughs> it really big, has. Yeah. yeah, it looked it, it looked great a f- um a few weeks ago. Looks yeah, great. Yeah, it's just, just like because like, you, you, you it, it's a real come out of nowhere because you think he's running past you and then he just <laughs> slap from behind. Yeah, uh, kick to yeah. the back of the head. It's like yeah. you can't even see it coming. Great maneuver, gotta say. It's uh, it's coming up there. It is. Uh, then we see Poppy. She's walking backstage. She's arrived. Uh, then we cut to an interview with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. You know, Candice is like, who gives a shit about Poppy? And Indy's just still, we're still thinking about Dexter, so she wanders off. Uh, but then we go to Cameron Grimes, who's doing his own little million-dollar pitch at the yeah, the fancy house. He's smoking cigars, drinking fancy liquor, but he's just choking on it because that's not who he is. <laughs> hey, give him a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's probably what he drinks. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a man's man. Uh, yeah. Then Mercedes Martinez comes out. She gets attacked from behind by Zaya Lee. They fight around ringside. Mercedes throws her over the barricade and the officials break him up. And then Mercedes has a match against, I didn't even get this person's name. I don't think they said it or showed it on screen anywhere, so I don't know. I think I heard, and I also wrote this one down because I wasn't sure, Brene? Brene? Brene, I kid you not. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Okay. I, I think that's what I heard them say. Maybe. I didn't catch it. But, okay, uh, hey. Guessing. No, that could be it. I'll go with that for now. Brene, uh, I think she got like a punch or two in. <laughs> but Mercedes hits her with the big air raid crash, gets the easy win. So that was that. Yeah. Easy win. But I guess needing to set up, uh, you know, Lee Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. I mean, they're having a match on the takeover. So that's, I'm excited. Exactly. Uh, we go backstage where Triple H and William Regal. Officially welcome Poppy to the CWC. And Hunter just tells her what a fan he is. And he's loving getting to use her music on NXT. He wants to know, when does the next album drop? And she says, well, right now. And she pulls out her phone, taps a little button there. And Triple H is just bewildered. He doesn't understand the technology. I don't know, William Regal's just in the background making faces. Uh, Then Dexter Loomis walks up. And he's got this nice drawing, presents it to Poppy. She is so thankful. She gives him a nice hug. But then just at that moment, Indy Hartwell walks up, just goes, Dexter, how could you? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Big <laughs> old sneeze. I'm allergic to the drama <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of all this action. So um, I don't know. This could be some long-term Poppy storytelling here. This is... She's now involved in this love triangle. Oh, Poppy, what would you get yourself into? I'm here for it. So. Uh, but we'll get more of her, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, we've been, we've been promised all night this big Ted DiBiase million-dollar announcement. So he's in the ring. He brings out Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. Um, he says, on Sunday, it's a time for both of you to climb the ladder of success. 
And then for this, I think this is the first time I've ever seen this, we see a ladder lower down from the roof. I know. I, who's, who's <laughs> operating this machinery up there? I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. Um, and this ladder, too. This was beautiful, solid gold with the green dollar signs on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's right. Ted DiBiase says we're going to have us a ladder match. So LA Knight, Cameron Grimes, they both cut promos on one another. And can't Grimey, well, here, he's just... He's just getting more fiery every week with these baby face promos. He's thank he's getting the crowd so hot. These 20 people here are going nuts for him. Uh, but Grimes, you know, he climbs the ladder and says, Ted, I don't see what I'm supposed to be reaching for. And Ted just says, gentlemen, bring it in. And we get these bulletproof uh, vest security guys coming in with the big armed lock box. And I think we all know what's in there. Ted DiBiase opens it up, and the prized million-dollar championship, it's back, baby. And on this Sunday, the winner will be the new million-dollar champion. Wow, did we ever think we'd see the day? (laughs) I can't wait. This might be my most anticipated match on the card. Yeah, this is going to be a real good match. Like you said, Grimey's Grimey's just been getting over uh, with these these babyface promos that's been... uh... It's been fantastic and a fresh addition to NXT, you know, kind of rotate something in. Uh, I think one of the problems with the FTW Championship is that no one gives a shit about the FTW Championship. <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah. It was given to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so let's have this not be that and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, also very much looking forward to this match. Yeah, I mean, a ladder match, I mean, any excuse is usually gonna be a good mm-hmm. good result and i was already looking forward to them fighting so now that they're ladder match for the million dollar belt that's gonna be great that's perfect uh then we get a quick tag match grizzled young vets taking on august gray and Giro, i believe or is it Giro? i don't know i just yeah, wrote it down i'm gonna say Giro. yeah <laughs> either way they're baby faces i guess they get a couple moves in but the grizzled young vets take over beat them in convincing fashion as Champa and Thatcher look on from from ringside with from their ringside. new merch. Yeah, because this, yeah, clear- this is clearly the next direction for these guys. Uh, fuck, I miss Thatcher, man. I just miss him. Well, we're going to see them next week because the the vets challenge them to a tornado tag match. And they accept. So Thank That'll you. Be. That's a main <laughs> event if I ever heard one. That could be. Could be. Uh, but then Candice LeRae comes out to the ring to complain about Poppy. And the crowd starts chanting for Poppy. So who comes out? It's Poppy. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she Candace tells Poppy to, you know, I can either, I don't know. She says, you can face me here. Or I can face you in the NXT parking lot. So the lights shut out. Poppy comes out looking like a superstar. But she says, I don't wrestle, but I know someone who does. And we get the return of Io Shirai. Who just gets in the ring and beats the shit out of Candace. And then her and Poppy have a nice little celebration together. Secret handshake already. Hope maybe they can meet in that parking lot, like you said, you know. That that at a time, this time last year, the parking lot at NXT was the most dangerous place in all of sports entertainment. And it's sort of, you know, it's taking a back seat from the danger lately. Yeah. Um I thought the last time we saw Io Shirai, she was like sitting in a boardroom giving like a pre-tape promo was am i wrong 
Yeah, and then Frankie Monet walked up. And yeah, but th- did she have the match or whatever to resolve that? Or did she just... Uh, I don't know if she did anything after that. Okay, yeah. I think that's what caught me off guard. Because I was kind of like, oh, shit, what? Um, But yeah, you could be, you could be right. But uh, yeah, Candice LeRae and uh, Io Shirai are are, are they're, they're like the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn of <laughs> uh, of NXT right now. Like they're gonna fight forever, and it's always gonna be worth it. Maybe uh, Candice and Indy versus Io and Poppy. Poppy. Who knows? Well, you know, uh, of course, celebrity uh, celebrity appearance of the of the year is a is a is an is a big category. She's up for it, that's Ooh. for sure. Best, uh, best, uh, <laughs> I'll be celebrity appearance. Best celebrity appearance. Pat McAfee is, yeah. of course, the unanimous winner. Above, uh, we'll see. Of the first. Uh, but let's go to Dakota Kai taking on Ember Moon in a little tune up match for her going into the title shot. But, uh, yeah, they got a good amount of time here. It's going back and forth. Uh, Raquel on the outside trying to cause trouble. I think eventually she just jumps right in when Ember's about to hit the eclipse. So Raquel jumps in, hits her with a big boot, caused the DQ. Ah, Ruining. Yeah, we had a good match going. She ruined it. But uh, anyways, afterwards, they try to beat up Ember, but she thwarts them and hits the eclipse. So, hey, she stands tall. Yeah, you know, uh, still getting getting the last laugh. Ember Moon getting that last laugh. uh, Taking the sidestep. From uh, the the tag team since Shotzi Blackheart's been nowhere to be seen, like uh, we can just assume injury, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. She's wild. She does. <laughs> <laughs> she every match she does a crazy spot that makes you go. Oh. But yeah, Raquel but, uh, uh, Ember Moon. I think did Ember Moon. I think she may have had a uh, an NXT Women's Championship match before. I think she may have. I mean, she's been champion once. Yo, I sorry. I meant like I since never, her return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she did have. She may have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, anyways, that was the last match. But there was supposed to be this big five-person face-off for the NXT title match. But I think earlier in the night, there were some commotions backstage. And William Rickles just pissed off as all hell. So he comes out uh, just yelling at Karrion Cross, And But then Cross just snatches the microphone away from William Regal, puts him in his place. Uh, so then everyone comes out, Kyle O'Reilly, Gargano, Pete Dunne, they all come out to cut promos, and then finally Adam Cole pops up on the screen, everyone starts brawling in the ring, uh, Cross stands tall for a moment, but then Adam Cole shows up with a super kick, and then hits the last shot, so Adam Cole stands tall, baby, Oh, baby, uh, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be a hot main event this weekend. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, no matter what, you, no matter who you like or don't like, you're gonna get a good match because that's with that many guys in there. Eggs with yeah. that much beef. Well, uh, <laughs> since we're talking about beef, uh, let's get into the card then, Mike. How about you? Uh, let's take a look at these five matches and let's uh, let's have you book this one. All right, five matches. You know what? Let's start it off with what might be the hottest match of the night. Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. Yeehaw. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Ted will be at ringside or something. But, uh, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see some big bumps, some jumps off ladders. 
And I hope they make the right decision and let Cameron Grimes win this thing. Give it to Grimey. And we yeah, we know he uh we know we've got a couple uh, Spanish flies out of Cameron Grimes in the past, so uh no reason it can't happen again, right? Yeah. Yeah, let it happen. Uh then we got Mercedes Martinez taking on Zia Lee. Uh just a straight up singles match here, but you never know with uh Chan Shaw, Mei Ying at ringside. Are we gonna finally see her kind of step in, do something? I don't know. Yeah, I think that could be the call, though. I feel like Shen Shaw, if I'm saying that properly, is uh, is clearly the uh, the more important thing. Yeah, you know, I've been along, I've been along for the ride with them so far. So let's have Zia Lee get her first ever takeover win. Yeah, that'd be big to see. That'd be big to see. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez keeps lo- keeps uh, losing big matches, though. Yeah, that sucks as well because I like her, but uh, I don't know. Right now, Zaya's. I like Zaya. I like them both. <laughs> Everybody's cool. But uh, we also got this winner-take-all six-man tag match for the North American and NXT Tag Team Championships. So Bronson Reed and MSK defending their belts against the entire unit of Legato Del Fantasma. But it uh, is still a tag match. You still have to be tagged in. Yeah, still have to be tagged okay. in. Okay. Okay. Doesn't okay. really matter doesn't matter who gets pinned or submitted though you lose everything or win it all so everything on the line but uh yeah that'll be are we are we keeping are we keeping with the baby faces or do we uh pull 180 i don't know it's hard to say because uh i mean bronson reed just got the belt but msk like we said isn't that isn't that over yeah msk is not that over and bronson reed had that big post win celebration you know, like yeah. the camera kind of panned out, and the fi- the uh, fucking fireworks were there, and you know he's yeah. on one knee, all that kind of stuff, which felt like a bit, you know, a bigger deal than just his fucking. wife came out off the air. No, oh, really? It was like a YouTube bonus. Oh, I must have missed that. See, what a nice moment! What a nice <laughs> moment for the young man. Yeah. So I don't. I, mean, I know. Uh, I, I think I would rather, and this is where I'm stuck on this match. I want Bronson Reed to win, but MSK to lose. <laughs> and well, here's the tricky part. Because, I mean, they, they don't really establish who gets... I mean, you assume Escobar becomes the North American champion. But, like, what if Raul Mendoza pins Bronson Weed to win the match? Like, who gets what belt? Yeah, who gets which? <laughs> uh, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. So, but, uh, I don't know. Most of the time, I feel like they avoid that and they just keep the belt on the person whenever it's a winner-take-all. Yeah. Like the Becky and Corbin. Because it's and easier all that. to not explain that. Yeah, it's like, let's just not... <laughs> let's and just say not, we let's didn't. Let's just not even deal with it. Yeah. Uh, then we got the women's te- or just the the women's championship. Raquel Gonzalez defending against Ember Moon. Um, I think we can all assume that Raquel will win, but hopefully Ember gets a good match here. Yeah, that's exactly it. Raquel will win, but uh, yeah, this must you know this is a little placeholder. One until Shotzi gets back, and two. Uh, yeah, maybe there was some some kind of injury there, right? I wonder because they you know they had had this pay per view planned for a little while. If uh, if Ember is just kind of like this little middle opponent before the bigger opponent, yeah, we'll see. Because uh, I'm guessing the next takeover for SummerSlam is going to have live crowds, so they're probably going to have a big want to have a big card for that. Exactly, that'll be the that'll be a big show whenever that show happens. Yeah. Well, let's go to the main event. The fifth match on the card is a fatal five way for the NXT Championship. So, Karrion Cross defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. 
yeah, just let these guys have 30 minutes to go out there and tear it down. Yeah, and I mean, I guess my, my heart says Karen Karras is going to win. So my heart say, like, if I was to... If, if I was Your a, head. My head, yeah. Not yes. my heart. My not heart, heart. Oh, obviously wants Adam Cole to win. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I would say, too, yeah. Be, okay, you guys, but I guess that's what I meant to say, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like... You're right. Carrying Cross, you know, I mean, he's still waiting to get that time to get over, I think, for for a lot of people. And this, this uh, hopefully, this is the match where he gets that next step and uh, everyone kind of falls on board. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, we love Adam Cole, uh, but they haven't really, uh, I don't know. Yeah, someone winning here would feel, especially if, like, uh, I don't know, because you don't even have to pin Cross to win the belt. So that's the thing, right? That's the uh, the scary part. But I think we, <laughs> we we said it the other. I think we said it maybe a couple weeks ago, where it's like, yeah, Karen Cross is the biggest dude on this entire roster. Like, there's nobody else who I can kind of conceivably beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, like there's there, yeah, this but... is a fatal five way. Uh, or, uh, but there's no beef. There's no beef in this. <laughs> Very little beef. Very besides little Karen. beef. It's uh, one yeah. of those. It's a slider. It's not a baconator. It's just a, it's just a, it's a little slider you get at a, at a cocktail party. It's all bun. It's all, all bun, bun, no beef. <laughs> We're all buns on this match, baby. Yeah. Ah, uh, but that's your in your house card. You know, yeah. I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, it's one of the few where they have the whole unique set. They'll bring out all the the mailbox, the house. So someone might jump off of it again. Ooh. And yeah, the NXT pay-per-views never fail to uh, entertain. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll get a Poppy track as the theme song. Poppy could they be playing a, live for all we know. Poppy! I mean, that was the... So I went, of course, afterwards, I went and listened to the... It was only a five-track EP. Yeah. But it is also marketed as an NXT soundtrack, which is interesting. So I think they're going to use these five songs throughout the year. Yeah, Those are your next five I, I, I honestly don't know how I feel about that kind of part <laughs> of it. Um, I also saw there's like Poppy merch now. And, yeah, Poppy, oh Poppy Triple God. H I, crossover. I, I, yeah, a Poppy Triple H crossover. Triple H just taking this young woman's merchandise money. Uh, I'm. I. I hope. I hope that whatever this deal is is not shitty for this young performer who clearly likes professional wrestling to a degree. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, hey, it exposed me to her, and now I'm a fan. So don't don't phrase What's... it like that. That sounds odd. <laughs> what exposed me to her music? Oh, okay. Thank. Yeah. At least finish it off with music. Yeah. You just. Oh, said, uh, we don't. I, I, I'm just, you know, just, you know, kind of, I, I would hate for a soundbite to come back later on, bite you in the ass. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great pay-per-view card. Uh, let's wrap up the show uh, the only way we know how, which is with the Wrestler of the Week. With the Wrestler of the Week, of the Week, Wrestler of the Week, of the Week, of the Week, Wrestler of the Week, of the Week, of the Week. Mike, I'm coming at you first with this uh, because um, oftentimes we give the wrestler of the week to uh, a performer who uh, entertains us, astounds us, uh, a jaw-dropping moment of sorts, you know? 
something that yeah. we we remember. Ah, this is why we watch professional wrestling. Uh, this is very good. Actually, I'm going the other way with it, Mike. This week, I'm giving uh, my wrestler of the week to a man who is losing control of himself. Uh, not only losing control of himself, he's losing control of his very own roster. William <laughs> Regal. You oh. were on TV four times this week and couldn't control a single thing. First Hartwell and Poppy are going at it, right? Next thing you know, Top Doll is coming out, planting Drake Maverick uh, on the side of the ring. Of course, Gargano, Pete Dunne, they're, ru- they're rushing out in the middle of a match just to do their own thing. And yeah. of course, at the end, I don't think there was a single, uh, a single man that stood. William Regal, get your ass, get your ass in line right now. You gotta get and this Zia Lee attacking Mercedes. Zia Lee attacking Mercedes, Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Regal. Yeah, you're right. It's out of control. You're out of control. Even uh, Ember Moon only won by disqualification. Technically, mm-hmm. uh, William Regal, <laughs> you're my wrestler of the week, but you better get your roster in gear because uh, you're, lo- <laughs> you're you're slipping and you're slipping, baby. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, the wrestling week, you know, it was more, it really was more of the out of the ring stuff for me than the in ring stuff this week. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I was very close, very tempted to give this award to Poppy because this may be her only time at it, but I can't. Okay. I can't do it. Okay. Just because, just because I thought Cameron Grimes had such a nice promo. So I'm going to give it to him this week. Sometimes that's, sometimes that's all and, it takes. It's just a good promo. And I also have faith that we haven't seen the last of Poppy. Oh, we have not seen the last of Poppy. Yeah. And as I clicked on her new album on YouTube, it on the very bottom it said, Tickets available August 17th, Echo Beach, Toronto. August 17th? Coming to Toronto? But the unfortunate part, she's like the third act. She's not like the headliner. It's the Oh, the what's the deaf, show? The Deftones. Oh, okay. Yeah, you like the Deftones? No, but I know who they I are. Know. Me neither. I'm not gonna spend eighty buckets to see Poppy for thirty minutes and then leave. Well, I mean, a real fan would. A real fan. I mean, maybe the day of the show, if I can get him for like twenty bucks on StubHub, I'll scalp them out front or something. See if you can. Yeah, just for Poppy. Well, that was. But fantastic. that's it. That was a great selection. Cameron Grimes, Julian Real. Congratulations. Uh, and that was the entire show. You uh, find us online. We're everywhere. Rate, review, like, and subscribe. Apparently, Apple Podcasts has this new like subscription-based thing coming up where it's like you pay for it, but it's it's like a Patreon, but it's Apple Podcasts. So <laughs> you can like follow normal podcasts that are free for everybody, but then there's like a pay-for tier of it uh, that you like, you know, you do like exclusive episodes to. Uh, I don't know how that works. I had no idea how it works. <laughs> But I think either way, we're ready for it. We're on both. We're going to be on both of those new little or the new little platform or whatever. I'll have to look yeah. more into that. Uh, but that's all I cool. got. That's all I got for this week. Very excited for TakeOver. And um, that's it for me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Should be a fun show. Yeah. It'll be a great show. Okay, Mike. You take care of yourself. Have a good one. Enjoy.